good day. This is Three Funny Ladies. That is Susan Tiberius Jacobs. <laughs> and that is Joseph McGillicuddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's my maiden name. <laughs> when I was a young maiden in the wood. <laughs> In the, why were you in the wood? I was a young nymph in the wood. Oh, a woodland nymph. I like it. I like it. <laughs> How the hell are you? Oh, my God. I am crabby. I'm just going to tell you. Why are you crab apples? I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, I really believe that sometimes you just need to be crabby. Yeah. Me, me, um. Because, like, I'm crabby, but I still have the capacity to laugh at things and be grateful for things. I'm just, like, irritated. Just, like, ugh. And sometimes I think that's healthy. if As long as you're not, like, you know. You know. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to elaborate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I know. I know. As long as you're not, like, killing people or anything. Uh, right. How are you? I'm fine. I had the day off today, so. All right. For the new holiday that we all have. Yeah. So my, (laughs) oh, I know why. So my company, um, we used to have good Friday off. Um, and they changed it to where we have, um, Martin Luther King Day off, mm-hmm. which I felt I never understood why we didn't have it before, especially because we were based in downtown Detroit. Uh, like, why would we not have that? So they got rid of uh, the Good Friday, which irritated me, not because I care about Good Friday, because I don't, but because it was one less payday off. Like, hi, <laughs> give me all the Jewish holidays too. like, let's right. get this going. Um, And then today they were like all over my company, all over social media was like celebrating Juneteenth and stuff, but we don't have the day off. Once again, I just want a day off. Yeah. Fuck that. Is that terrible to say? That's probably really terrible to say. No, it's, I mean, no, it's weird now because where I am, we are off now Memorial Day, Juneteenth, and then 4th of July, which is like boom, bada, boom, bada, boom. Mm -hmm. So. Boom, bada, boom, bada, boom. Bada, Um, boom. But also my company, we had a meeting and they're like, you need to start taking your days off because if you guys don't take all your days off, we're going to decrease the amount of days you get off. Well, that's bullshit. And I'm like, okay, we'll take them all. Thank you. And then in the same breath, they're like, and don't go over your PTO. You will be fired. (laughs) Oh, my God. God That's some bullshit. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean, it is the American way. To not take all of your one's PTO. But ours doesn't roll over. So Mm. there's no reason. So I don't understand when people don't, quite frankly. Ours don't roll over. So it's not like I can save it and then go to Botswana for a month. I don't know why I would go to Botswana. It just seemed the most. You might want to. Uh, Yeah. Um, So I don't know why people don't. Like, take your time off, especially if it doesn't roll over. What are you doing? Now, if it rolls over... Okay, maybe you've got a strategy, but if it doesn't, what are you doing? You're just making the rest of us look bad who want to take our vacation. Yeah. So anyway. Dumb, dumb jerk people. Dumb jerk people. Um, What have you been doing this week? Um, Not a whole heck of a lot. I'm going to be honest about that. Okay. Doing my homework for this. Okay. And uh, yeah. What about you? Samesies. 
pretty much um started rehearsal yeah how's that going good 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 um yeah that's about it i have a lot of uh little tidbits on the old list here to bring up well do it bring them up um we have finally hit 500 followers on instagram it has taken a lot of doing and it's been a lot of like um 496 497 494 495 492 for it's been a lot of that okay so finally we hit 502 and now we're at 501 so i don't know how long that is going to i'm the one i keep on following us <laughs> oh my god how dare you um, well, you put a lot of work. I don't have anything to do with the Instagram anymore. You put a lot of work in. Congrats. Well, thanks. I'm just trying to, I want it to be stable and I want it to grow. And it's just slowly growing. Sure, sure. But I mean, whatever. It's a milestone. So I'll take it. All right. You're good. Yeah. So that happened. That's good. Did you hear about Dolly Parton? She donated another million yes, dollars. another million. Because she is an angel on earth. She is a total angel on earth um, for children's uh, infectious diseases, diseases, sure. something for the children, for infectious children, <laughs> something, Here's something for-, for the infectious children, <laughs> do something about that. Do something about this. There's feral children running around in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> a quick side note. Yeah. Have you been watching legends, all stars, RuPaul? No. Okay, their last um, runway was Dolly-based. Oh, how fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was thinking about watching it. I just hadn't gotten into it. And then Jamie, our friend of the podcast, Jamie, told me all of the setup this year. And so, yeah. I don't it's know. It's not real high stakes. But I got to tell you, I I don't know why. When I watched Jinx Monsoon season, I did not like her. She irritated the shit out of me. And now I love her. I have always loved her. And she is she is just amazing and marvelous and a gargantuan talent. I thought you were gonna say a gherkin. And a gherkin. She's also a gherkin, I've a discovered. Gherkin. And for Snatch Game, she did Natasha Lyon and Judy Garland. Oh my god. And it was amazing. Did they do two snatch games? They had to do two different characters in one snatch game. Oh, all right. Well, that might be worth checking out then. And she stole the show and she made a fucking callback to her season. Mm, but she was a little Edie. Uh-huh. Uh huh. She was great. It, she's just, I love her so, so much. So, yeah. I read today that Lauren Graham and Peter Kraus split up. Now, here's the oh, thing. I, I didn't even they know were together. I didn't know they were together or else I did forget. And they've been together for almost a decade. That's really sad. Yeah. Hmm. Um, what else? What else? Uh, Joe and I watched the made for television movie, Dirty Little Secrets. And how was it? It's pretty. It's real bad. Um, bad in a good way though or just yes bad? but then the end is just weird bad. oh no yeah because you know melissa joan hart plays a hoarder and uh, she's a high functioning hoarder though because she's a very successful nurse outside okay. of her home 
Um, As opposed to being a successful nurse in her home. <laughs> yes. Instead of having people come to her house, she actually works in a hospital. It's so weird. Um, but she has asthma. And then I'm just going to spoil this movie. At the end of it, she dies in the house alone. And then her daughter finds her dead in the house and then just sets the whole house on fire. (laughs) What? And that's really like the end of the movie. Wait a minute. Were they estranged? No, no. They lived. The daughter lived there as well. She set the house on fire? Yeah, with the mother in it, with the dead mother in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a way to take care of it, I guess. Yeah, like what else are you going to do? Um, And what was the line? What are you oh. doing with my, what have you done with my treasures? What are you doing with my treasures? Oh, no. I mean, I get hoarding. That's why I think I, I am the opposite. I throw things away that I probably shouldn't throw away. Like if it's been sitting, like <laughs> something was sitting on our living room table. And I've been sitting there for a couple of days and I just, it wasn't mine. <laughs> so I threw it away and Pete's like, that was a gift. And I was like, well, sorry, you probably should have put it. To-. He's like somewhere else in my, our shared home. I'm like, yeah, somewhere where I can't see it and throw it away. <laughs> so he had to like dig it out of the trash and like clean it. <laughs> I felt so bad. But in my head, I'm like, come on, you know who you live with. Don't do this. Don't just place things willy nilly. Like you could put things wherever you want in your own house. Come on. It's so weird that like, I'm just so glad I don't. I mean, there's a, a part of me has, I guess that thing of like, well, I might need that someday. But just like to have that hoarding instinct of like, like in the movie, it's like, oh, I need to keep this huge box of bubble wrap because eventually I'm going to start this business where I'm selling things out of my home and I'm going to need that bubble wrap to wrap things that I ship. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I understand it from a point of view because there's other people that have the type of hoarding where they give inanimate objects, personalities and backstories. Yeah. And I am able to do that. Oh. And so is my child. And so oh. is Peter. So that's why I'm an anti hoarder. Like, because I will, like, like, I can't, there's nothing in here right now that does it to me. But, like, I can be like, uh, this mirror, I, sure, her name is Josephine. And, she, like, I can, like, make up a whole life for them. Um, and Lily does that. Now she's 10. So it's okay. But I, I, I'm trying to, I don't want them to become hoarders and they easily could without my influence. That's, uh, that's interesting. And I've seen an episode of hoarders where the woman, that's one of the reasons I got like scared for myself because the woman was like, and it was a piece of trash. It was like a gum wrap or something, but she gave everything feelings. And so she couldn't throw them away because she would miss them or they would, it would hurt their feelings. And I can totally do that. Do you need me to call Dr. Robbins as you? No, (laughs) no, I'm fine. So now I just say, fuck your feelings. And I throw everything away. I've tried to put Lily out on the curb a couple times. (laughs) And then she's like, no, mom, I'm a real human girl. And I'm like, I've I've invested that girl with a whole backstory. (laughs) I mean, she's had a whole life. 10 years. I've 
given her illnesses and setbacks and sadnesses. She won't go. I don't know. So I guess she's going to have to stay. But Pete's left her. I mean, she has a room that she goes to all the time. Who said she could be in there if it's there for more than four days? You're out of here. So I just throw everything away to avoid that. What else is on your list? Well, other big news. Hacks has been renewed for a third season. Yes, 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 yes. That's lovely. You're they, welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Yes, because we had that power. Speaking yep. of which, the uh, teaser trailer for the blonde Marilyn Monroe movie dropped the other day. I love that actress. Did you see Knives Out? You did I not. did. Oh, she's the one. She's the girl from Knives Out. Oh my God. Yeah. I didn't I didn't know who she was by her name. And then you said you loved her. And so I was waiting till this very day to ask yes. you who she is. She is the girl in knives out. And that sequel has been announced. Correct. Uh Glass Onion. Yeah, on the on Knives Out Mystery. Yeah. Um, so it's totally different cast except for uh Daniel Craig, which makes me sad because you know I want to see. Chris Evans, but his character's in jail. So what are you going to do? Yeah, I'm excited. It looks like it's going to be a little like death on the Nile. I like this. I love this idea. Uh, I Just these like all-star murder mysteries. I Yes, love, love. love. I'm a so sucker I, for that kind of shit. I like that we have this new, that's not Agatha Christie. Yes. Um, what else? We talked about that. We talked about Teal Swan last week. Um. Yeah, new, I don't have anything else. The new Father of the Bride movie drops today. Oh, did you have you watched it? No, I don't know if I'm gonna. Yeah, ugh, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I'm not like either version that came before it. I'm not like yeah, oh I don't my care. God. I love Andy Garcia. Love, yeah, love, 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 but not a, enough to watch that story. Yeah, I have an interest to see Gloria Estefan do her thing. Oh, see them together. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's interesting, though. Um, and mm. then uh, finally, this last item on my list is uh, the Chucky television series. Yes. Uh, which is, you know, better handled by my husband's podcast, Scaring is Sharing. Check oh, it out. Oh, hello. Uh-huh. Season two uh, will reunite uh, Gina Gershon and Jennifer Tilly from their Bound days. Oh, hello. But also added to the cast is Meg Tilly. Excuse me? Who looks like an old lady now. Um, but it will be the Google. first time that the Tilly sisters have acted together. No. Yes. Really? Real. Because I got to tell you, Jennifer Tilly looks amazeballs. She does. And <gasps> Joe Pantaleone is also in it, who was also inbound. Oh, she does look like an old lady. I know. Bless her heart. I mean, it happens. It's to just her hair. Yeah. Really? I think if gray. she colored her hair. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot all about Meg Tilly. Yeah, me too. What the hell has she been in? She's been in a lot of stuff, hasn't she? Not, has she? Since, like, has she done anything since, like, 1983? Okay, I was talking about, you know, the 90s. <laughs> I totally forgot about Meg Tilly. Oh, they're so pretty. They're just so pretty. I am very, <laughs> I, li- I like that series. I haven't watched it yet, but I want to watch it. I like it. I Joe like liked it. it too, I believe. I believe okay. he was a fan. Yes, uh, he yes. was. Yes, he was. Yes, yes. Chucky. <laughs> yes, Chucky. <laughs> um, so that's my list of things I wanted to discuss avec you. Love it. Love it. Like it. Oh, my God. Suze, we have 
to rejoice. Yes. Because we have an email from the North. Oh! Our dear friend Matt has resurfaced. He has resurfaced and rejoined us. And the the uh, subject of this email is your friend in Christ. What the holy hell? Oh, my goodness. And Matt says, first off, can I get a fucking amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. Shangela. Kirstie Alley's placenta. We did it, kids. We did it. Now, unfortunately, I had something urgent to take care of, and after almost a decade, it lined up with Kirsty. But I'm back. So my entire friend group, local and abroad, had a listening party for the Alley versus Long That's episode. Funny. That's I know. funny. Uh, it was all a wet dream. It was all the wet dream I had hoped or it would be, and I'm glad we came to the obvious conclusion. Shelley Long is a wet noodle, and <laughs> Kirstie Alley and Tim Allen should make many more movies together. Suze, we shall go see one. Well, <laughs> so much has happened. Uh, I will say one thing: watching Exit to Eden, Suze. I think you and I could play Rosie and Dan Aykroyd oh hilariously. All right. <laughs> I'm sure by the time you get get this, Jurassic Park is out. I haven't seen it yet, but I'll report back asap. I love me some Gold Bloom. Oh, so good. Um, I've been reading Colton Hayes Hayes Haynes. Uh, memoir, Miss Memory Lane. Uh, it's easy, but lovely gay struggle story. It's actually very relatable. I am, this will be good for you, Suze. I am re-obsessed with Jinx Monsoon. Mm. But what, uh, what were they honking for their confessional look? Choices. Choices, my friends. Also, I haven't talked, but uh, pooping in the bed is wrong. And all associated with that, I think this is in reference to our Amber Heard conversation. Oh. <laughs> uh, Wicked is still wrong as two movies. There is no need for Fo- Frozen 3. Billy is still the cutest Baldwin. What in the hell did Madonna wear to Britney's wedding? Uh, and it was held in 2002 based on the guest list. <laughs> yes. How are rehearsals going? Are we ready for the fall? And do we have any have my seats lined up? Tell us more. Uh, his usual list of Margaret Martindale, Jan Arden, Caitlin Olson. Uh, right. The boy has never been happier. So I can't wait for one of those three. I hope you haven't missed me too much. We have. And if you haven't, well, I'm back, baby. I had to work. Uh on upfront sweeps and mid-season breaks now, summer palooza programming. I heart you both deeply, uh, and holy hell, you're both amazing. Aww. Maddie. Uh, P.S. During this time, I got hooked on Below Deck, and I'm in love with Erica Jane right now, LOL. P.P.S. Brandy Joe, what is happening in horror world? Give us a greatest hit to watch. Matt, we are thrilled uh, that you are back and uh, we know a little of what you've been going through. So we're glad that that is all behind you. And we can't wait to continue uh, to hear from you and uh, and anyone else who wants to write in. Yeah, do it. Write us. Talk yeah. to us. Write us. Uh, you can write at uh, threefunnyladies at gmail.com. And uh, I don't have anything. Oh, oh, Beanie Feldstein is leaving. Funny Girl, September something Mm -hmm. uh, with Jane Lynch. Mm -hmm. And there is a rumor that has been corroborated by 
what is his name? One of the people that runs one of the Broadway publications that Leah Michelle is taking over. Oh boy. I was really hoping that it was going to go to her understudy who's been filling in for her. Yes. And I've heard amazing things that she's amazing. Yes. I've heard that too. So that, yeah, that sucks. Like, come on. And that is kind of shitty. Like, Hey, do this because can you imagine I've been an understudy. I want to say two times and not to the links, obviously of a, of a Broadway person who, yeah, they're an understudy, but they're also in the show as another part. Usually Mm -hmm. they just don't come to the theater and sit around or they just don't have a different job. And then when they're needed, they come in, they're like in the chorus usually, or doing something else. And then it'll be like two hours short time. And they'll be like, Oh, you know, the lead that you got probably two rehearsals for it. You're going in for them tonight. And then to hear, amazing things about her for not for her not to get the job is is shitty yeah it is i mean that's showbiz kid but i was wondering if they were either going to look for another name or try to spin this story of like a cinderella story you know with this girl i think i'd rather them spin the cinderella because i think people would still see it especially after the quasi fiasco of this show opening Right. I think people will be like, oh, my God, you're on it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Oh, well, listen. Um, it's like uh, on the Tony Awards, which also happened last weekend. Yes. Yes. Um, one of the the cast of six performed. Yes. And you heard this story. One of the yes. women was at home, she says, burning ground turkey on the stove uh, when she got a call saying that one of the original Girls uh, fell ill, and you need to come down to Radio City right now because you're on the Tony Awards tonight. Isn't that fucking nuts? Yeah, I can't imagine. Can you even imagine? No, like just having, like, talk about nerve-wracking. Like the guy who just went into the music Music man, man, Hugh Jackman, like just having that, like, such short notice to be perfect. Right, like you always have to know your shit. Yeah. Like we were at rehearsal yesterday and Brandy Joe was joking and he said, who's off book. This is like our third rehearsal. So he didn't expect anyone to be off book, but of course there's people that already are. So you know what? (laughs) Fucking chill out. You're fine. Okay. Um, I've got like four lines and I'll fuck them all up, uh, up until closing. Um, but he asked who was off book. And I said, I'm still not off book for the last show I did. Um, so like to always be, perfect for something that you might never do yeah you might never perform that part but you better know it as good as hugh jackman knows it exactly it takes a special kind of person i think and to yes and i don't know how broadway does it um but like uh, uh, do they have like monthly brush-ups for understudies i don't know either honestly or is it just like like okay um we know that somebody has to go do this award show so they're not going to be in that night so we can give you a rehearsal but it's not it's very rarely like that it's oh you have two hours you're going on hope you know it yeah that's oh god i can't i can't even like if someone were to call me today for the show that i just closed a couple weeks ago and said we have to do an emergency uh, why you would have to do an emergency right now (laughs) We have to do an emergency performance of night blooming. What? Um, I would <laughs> At be like five thirty today. <laughs> 
we have to save a life. Like that's not, um, I, I would be like, no, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I did that show for six weeks. I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. God bless them. Seriously. Did you watch any of the Tony awards? I didn't. Were they on TV? <laughs> yes. They, I know they were on TV. They were, were on they TV. On- <laughs> It was a podcast this year. They were were on the radio this year. (laughs) We all gathered around the radio. (laughs) Were they on a uh, network? Were they on something? The first hour was on Paramount Plus, where they did all the awards that they think nobody cares about. Mm. And then uh, at eight o'clock, they were on CBS. And Mm. viewership was up like 40% this year or something. How did, is her name Adriana? Ariana, Ariana DeBose. Ariana, how did she do? You know what? I liked her. I pe- okay. Some people loved her. I, I just felt like maybe hosting doesn't come naturally to her. I mean, hosting's a, 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 hosting's a thing that yeah. isn't for everyone. Yeah. I mean, she did fine. She didn't embarrass herself. I just didn't feel like the ease of like... A Neil sure. Patrick Harris or Ugh, sure. I know, I know. I hated to pull that name out of my arsenal, but it was the closest one I had in my mind. So sure, sure, sure. She's gorgeous though. My God. She is. And she I mean, there's nothing she can't do. I mean, really? It, like seriously. Like what what where do these people come from? Yeah, I don't know. She's freaking nature. Like, oh, I look perfect um, and I'm smart and I can do everything that I try. Great. Like, I look the way I do, because if I were gorgeous, then none of you would stand a chance. You are gorgeous. No, stop it. Um, And thank you. That was the correct answer. Um, what else? I always feel like there's something else, but I never write shit down. Oh, I do have one more thing. Yes. I'm so sorry, but I just wanted to touch on this too. So TV line has just, uh, which is just a website dedicated to all things TV. Uh, They have just released their list of the 22 best TV shows of 2022. Okay. So far, they say. Okay, and? Um, So just some highlights, of course, Abbott Elementary, because it's amazing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And there are other shows on here, which I'm talking slowly because I'm scrolling through the (laughs) list. Uh, But there were a couple of things that I wanted to point out. Uh, Hacks, of course, is on here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Ms. Marvel is on here. Yes, which I thought you might get a kick out of that. I love that. Um, It's a cute show. And Life and Beth, which I thought was interesting. I have not watched any of that. I enjoyed it. It started, I've said this, I think, started out slow for me, but I ended up really liking it. So those were just Um, some highlights. Did you watch Peacemaker? What is that? That John Cena show. He plays oh, that superhero. Peter did. Peter did. I did not. Peter really liked it. He said it was really good. Yeah, I've heard that as well, but I didn't know if you had watched it or not. No, I um I don't get into the DC stuff. Um I only like Batman and when you get down to it, I only like Michael Keaton Batman, if we're being mm. honest. Yeah, no, I didn't. But he said it was really good and that John Cena was uh, amazing. So I adore him. 
Um, he's so funny. He's got and, some uh, talents. Somebody somewhere is also on that list. So, what is that? That Bridget Everett series. Oh, that's sure. That's just okay. lovely. All right. Lovely, lovely. All so right. that's it. I think that's really all that I have to say to you. So okay. good day. <laughs> so okay. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, shall we get into our person? Yes. Now here's the fun thing. Although they'll know who this is because it will be in the description in their podcast right. service. Yes. But yes. as of last week, nobody knew. <laughs> so and then I said who it was, and Brandy Joe gave me some flack. Now listen, <laughs> deserved. <laughs> It's deserved because this name doesn't spring to mind. Here's what it was. I have since realized who my second person was, who I will pick the next time I get to pick. Ah, interesting. Um, but what happened was, is when we did Rosie O'Donnell, I had two people in mind. I, pick, I thought I was going to go with the other person. I went with Rosie and then um, last week when you were like, well, who is it? And I was like, I don't fucking know. I forgot I picked. Um, Rosie led me to this name. And um, so we're doing Madonna. And Brandy Joe gave me flack because Brandy Joe said, yeah, she's known for being so funny, which true, 100%. But listen, we've done others that I've been like, really? Okay, so uh, you know what? Everybody, get off my dick. If you're judging me, just get off, get off my dick right now. <laughs> so let's talk about her, shall we? Um, everything is coming from Wikipedia, um, and I watched a little interview between her and Carson Daly, and also I watched Truth and Dare, Truth or Dare as well. Oh, you know what? It's so funny. I. After I chose my movie and sent it to you, then I was like, oh, I wonder if I should have done that one. And I've never seen it before. Oh, my God. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've never seen it before. Um, so um, Madonna Louise. Now, listen, how do you say her last name? Ciccone. Ciccone was born on August 16th, 1958 in Bay City, Michigan. Uh, to Catholic parents, Madonna Louise and Silvio Anthony. Her father's parents were Italian immigrants from, from the Central, while her mother was a French Canadian. Oh. Yeah. Her father worked as an engineer designer for, for, for Chrysler. Nope. Yep. Chrysler and General Motors. Uh, since Madonna had the same name as her mother, family members called her Little Noni. Oh. Adorable. Or Nani, probably, because Madonna. Nani. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's probably, probably that's probably yeah. Uh, she later adopted Veronica as a confirmation name when she was confirmed in the Catholic Church in 1966. Madonna was raised in the Detroit suburbs of Pontiac and Avon Township, now Rochester Hills, alongside her two older brothers, Anthony and Martin, and three younger siblings, Paula, Christopher, and Melanie. I always forget that she has sisters. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, her mother died of breast cancer on December 1st, 1963. In 1966, Tony married the family's housekeeper, Joan Gustafson. Mm-hmm. They had two children, Jennifer and Mario. Madonna resented her father for getting remarried and began rebelling against him, which strained their relationship for many years afterward. Madonna attended St. Fred- Frederick's and St. Andrew's Catholic Elementary Schools and West Middle School. She was known for her high school grade point average and achieved notoriety for her unconventional behavior. Um, 
What a weird sentence. Uh, <laughs> she was known for her grade point average and her unconventional behavior. <laughs> the fuck does that mean? Uh, Madonna would perform cartwheels and handstands in the hallways between classes, dangle by her knees from the monkey bars during recess, and pull up her skirt during class, all so that the boys could see her underwear. She later, she later admitted to seeing herself in her youth as a lonely girl who was searching for something. I wasn't rebellious in a certain way. I cared about being good at something. I didn't shave my underarms and I didn't wear makeup like normal, girl, normal girls do, but I studied and got good grades. I wanted to be somebody. Uh, Madonna's father put her in classical piano lessons, but she later convinced him to allow her to take ballet lessons. Christopher Flynn, her ballet teacher, persuaded her to pursue a, a career in dance. She later attended Rochester Adams High School and became a straight-A student as well as a member of the cheerleading squad. After graduating, she received a dance scholarship to the University of Michigan and studied, studied over the summer at the American Dance Festival in Durham, North Carolina. In 1978, Madonna dropped out of college and relocated to New York City. She said of her move to New York, it was for the first time I had ever taken a plane, the first time I'd ever gotten a taxi cab. I came here with $35 in my pocket. It was the bravest thing I've ever done. Madonna soon found an apartment in the Alphabet City neighborhood of the East Village and had little money while working at Dunkin' Donuts and with modern dance troops, taking classes at the Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater and eventually performing with Pearl Lang Dance Theater. She also studied dance under the tutelage of Martha Graham. Martha Graham, Martha Graham. She, the noted American dancer and choreographer, Madonna started to work as a backup dancer for other established artists. One night, while returning from a rehearsal, a pair of men held her at knife point and, oh my God, this is terrible, and forced her to perform fellatio. Uh, she later found the incident to be a taste of my weakness. It showed me that I could still not save myself in spite of all the strong girl show. I could never forget it. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. Uh, um, that's fucking terrible. Men. Fuck God. That's fucking terrible. Fuck you, men. Um, just all of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> In 1979, Madonna became romantically involved with musician Dan Gilroy. Shortly after meeting him, she successfully she successfully auditioned to perform in Paris with French disco artist Patrick Hernandez as his backup singer and dancer. During her three months with Hernandez's troupe, she also traveled to Tunisia before returning to New York in August of 1979. Madonna moved into an abandoned synagogue where Gilroy lived and rehearsed in Corona, Queens. Now, see, that sounds like the start of a 1980s. No, no. 1990s horror film is to move into an abandoned synagogue. <laughs> yeah. All you need is Patricia Arquette and you're done. That's terrible. That sounds like a terrible idea and also really fucking cool. Um, together, they formed their first band, The Breakfast Club for which Madonna sang and played drums and guitar. While with the band, Madonna briefly worked as a coat check girl at the Russian Tea Room and made her acting debut in a low-budget indie film called A Certain Sacrifice, a Certain Sacrifice, which was not released until 1985. In 1980, Madonna left the Breakfast Club with drummer Stephen Bray, who was her boyfriend in Michigan, and they formed the band Emmy and the Emmys. They rekindled their romance and moved into the music building in Manhattan. The two began writing songs together and they recorded a four song demo tape in November, 1980. But soon after Madonna decided to promote herself as a solo artist. 
In March 1981, Camille Barbone, who ran Gotham Records in the music uh, building, signed Madonna to a contract with Gotham and worked as her manager fully until February 1982. Um, I don't want to get too much into your stuff. Um, Let's see. What else is here? Because we need to get into... Milady has some uh, romantic entanglements, mm-hmm. um, which I had forgotten about some of them. Um, let me see. Um, haha. So we're going to skip some so we uh, don't uh, take up too much of your stuff. Um, in October, for, uh, on October 14th, 1996, she gave birth to Lourdes Lola Maria, uh, Sion Leon, her daughter with fitness trainer, Carlos Leon biographer, uh, Mary Cross writes that although Madonna often worried that her pregnancy would harm Evita, she reached some, uh, important personal goals. Now I'm 38 years old. Madonna has uh, now 38 years old, Madonna had at last triumphed on screen and achieved her dream of having a child, both in the same year. She'd reached another turning point in her career, reinventing herself in her public image. Her relationship with Carlos Leon ended in May 1997, and she declared that they were better off as best friends. Uh, after Lourdes's birth, Madonna became involved in Eastern mysticism and Kabbalah, Kabbalah introducing her to her by actress Sandra Bernhard. Uh, let's see. Uh, Madonna founded Ray of Light Foundation, which focused on women, education, and global development and humanitarian and humanitarianism. Uh, she recorded the single Beautiful Stranger for the 1990 film Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, which earned her a Grammy Award for Best Song Written for a Motion Picture. That's hysterical to me. Um, let's see. She has been uh linked to Warren Beatty. That's the one I forgot. Mm-hmm. Warren Beatty. She was married to Sean Penn, who she called the love of her life in Truth or Dare. Um, she had obviously Lourdes with uh Carlos, and then she married Guy Ritchie, and they had Rocco. And then she adopted, I believe, four children from Malawi. She adopted twins. um, And I think she adopted four children from Malawi. And then she has her two biological children. Um, She was married to Guy Ritchie and Sean Penn. Uh, Madonna's brother still thinks she's horrific. Ooh, Mm. yikes. They just reconciled after a bitter feud kept them apart for a decade. He wrote an explosive bestseller about her, but now Madonna's brother is doing it again. In a fiery new interview, Christopher has accused the pop queen of blacklisting him in Hollywood and says he could have written another tell-all book about just how horrific she is. Oh, his fresh blow comes nine years after the publication of his bestseller, Life with My Sister Madonna, which destroyed their relationship. That's just, that makes me so sad. Yeah, it's not cool. That's not cool. I don't like that. Um, so she, yeah, that that's really it. Um, she also said in her interview with uh, Carson Daly that she's not very close with her children, and she blames social media because they're 
they really are in social media, which is weird to me. Um, she credits social media for dampening the potential of her oldest daughter in Lourdes, who she nicknamed Lola. I'm green with envy because she's incredible at everything she does, Madonna said about her daughter, but she doesn't have the same drive. And again, I feel social media plagues her and makes her feel like people are giving, going to give it to me because I'm her daughter. So that's, that's real weird. So yeah, that, that is the personal life. Of Miss Madonna. All right. Um, well, I'm going to back it up just a little bit. Okay. Um, so I know I'm just going to talk a little bit about her music career because that's where we got her from. Sure, sure. So once she was getting started in New York, uh, she made her demo. She started going around. Oh, sorry. Need to back up. So I got my stuff from a website called wikipedia.org. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> uh, oddly enough, an interview with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, nice. And an interview in NME magazine. Okay. So she started going around in nightclubs, trying to get the DJs to play her demo. Um, she met uh, the DJ at, a club in New York called Danceteria. And he got her a meeting with uh, Sire Records, which was a subsidiary of Warner Brothers Records. So she ended up signing a deal with them for a total of three singles, which is also so strange, a sign of the times. Yeah. Uh, And there was an option for an album. So the DJ Mark uh, Kamens, Kamens, probably Kamens, uh, from Danceteria produced her single, uh, which was called Everybody. And it was released in October 1982, which is also so weird to me because I don't like 82 sounds so early in the 80s, which it was obviously. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it was just like, I always in, as a matter of fact. Think of her like 84, 85. Right, 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 right. And also that single came out 40 years ago. So that's, that's also crazy. super cool. It's super cool. And uh, so then her second single was called Burning Up, which is I love that song. That was released in March of 1983. And both singles reached number three on Billboard magazine's Hot Dance Club songs. Mm. And during this period, she was in a relationship with John Michel Basquiat and living with him at his loft in Soho. So following the success of these singles, her album was a go. And so she recorded it. It was self-titled, called Madonna. And she was not happy with the tracks uh, once they were semi-finished. So she sought out Jellybean Benitez, who was a world-famous DJ, mm-hmm. to help finish the production. And then um, he did that. And... Uh, He remixed most of the tracks and full-on produced Holiday, which was her first international top 10 song. Wow. Her album was released in July of 1983, and it peaked at number eight on the Billboard 200. Hmm. It yielded two top 10 singles, Borderline and Lucky Star, or two more. And then in the fall of 1983, her manager... Uh, Freddie DeMann secured a meeting with her with film producer John Peters, who asked her to play the part of a club singer in the movie Vision Quest, starring Matthew Modine and Linda Fiorentino. Wow. So she did that. She sang That's Where We Got Crazy For You. Oh, I love that song. So <laughs> I do too. 
When I was in high school, there was a boy that I loved so much. His name was Dominic, and I knew where he lived, and I would drive past his house late at night, and cr- <laughs> Crazy for You would come on the radio, and I'd be like, oh, God, I love you so much. <laughs> Uh, So in 1984, she received huge media coverage for her performance of Like a Virgin at the MTV Video Music Awards. I still remember that. I do, too. Wearing a wedding dress and white gloves. She appeared atop a giant wedding cake and then rolled all around the floor, showing everybody her underpants. MTV Her retrospectively <laughs> considered it one of the, quote, most iconic pop performances of all time. So after her cameo in Vision Quest, uh, which, uh, in addition to Crazy For You, gave us the song Gambler, which is another song that I love, she went on to play the title role in the 1985 comedy Desperately Seeking Susan, which gave us Into the Groove. Oh, love that song, too. And that was her first number one single in the UK. Uh, her popularity when she was super crazy popular at this point in time, uh, the, her popularity caused the film to be perceived as a Madonna vehicle, despite that she did not have top billing. And the New York Times film critic Vincent Canby named it one of the best 10 best films of 1985. That's so crazy to me. It is. It is to me, too. In July of that year, Penthouse and Playboy published a number of nude photos that she had done in 1978. And um, she was paid as little as $25 a session for those posing for those. Uh, Once the pictures became public, it caused a media uproar. But she remained unapologetic and defiant. Next, she starred in Shanghai Surprise in 1986 with Sean Penn, which is a terrible film. (laughs) Uh, She made her theatrical debut in a production of David Rabe's Goose and Tom Tom, uh, which also co-starred Sean Penn. And then the next year, she starred in Who's That Girl? She contributed four songs to the soundtrack, including the title track, and causing a commotion. And then in 1987, she embarked on the Who's That Girl world tour. In 1988, she made her Broadway debut in Speed the Plow at the Royale Theater, which I saw. Was it good? It was. So it was my first time in New York, and it was the reason that I went to New York. Okay. So I just bought a new car, a friend of mine that I was in school with, and I drove my new car out to New York and saw the show. So it's hard for me to really be objective about it just because it was my first Broadway show. Sure, sure, sure. With Madonna. Sure. But yeah, I loved the entire experience. Okay. Um, in January of 1989, she signed an endorsement deal with Pepsi. And in one commercial that she made for them, she debuted the Like a Prayer song. Uh, shortly thereafter, she released the full video for that song, which featured Catholic symbols such as stigmata and cross burning and a dream of making love to a saint, which led the Vatican to condemn the video. And religious groups sought to ban the Pepsi commercial and then further to boycott Pepsi products. And so Pepsi said to Madonna, uh, you basic. Get the fuck out. You're fine. Wow. So they canceled her contract. uh, And then later that year, like a prayer hit number one on the charts. 
and became her seventh number one song at that time. Following that, she starred in Dick Tracy with Warren Beatty. Uh, The film went to number one uh, on the U.S. box office uh, for two weeks, and she received a Saturn Award for Best Actress. To accompany the film, she released an album called I'm Breathless, which includes songs from the film Ah, and also inspired by the film. So good. I do love that album so much. Uh, It also featured the number one song Vogue and Sooner or Later, which was written by Mr. Steven Steven Sondheim and would go on to win the Oscar for Best Song. In 1992, she... This has starred, I would say, co-starred in A League of Their Own. And it also... Yeah, she did not star in it. Yeah, that's a strong term. Uh, It also uh, reached number one at the box office and became the 10th highest grossing film of that year. She recorded the theme song to the film, This Used to Be My Playground, which became her 10th number one song. And at that time was the most by any female artist. That's crazy. That doesn't seem right. I know. I know. In April of 1992, she formed her own entertainment company called Maverick, which consisted of a record company, a film production company, and associated music publishing, television broadcasting, book publishing, and merchandising. The deal was a joint venture with Time Warner, and they paid her an advance of $60 million. Wow. And gave her 20% royalties from the music proceedings, which was the highest rate in the industry at the time, equaled only by Michael Jackson's royalty rate with Sony. Her company later went on to become one of the most successful artist-run labels in history, producing multi-platinum artists such as Alanis Morissette and Michelle Branch. Later that year, Madonna co-sponsored the first museum retrospective of her former boyfriend, Jean-Michel Basquiat, at the Whitney Museum of American Art. In 19, October of 1992, she simultaneously released her fifth studio album, Erotica, and her coffee table book, Sex, which I still have my copy. <laughs> Consisting of sexually provocative and explicit images... The book received strong negative reaction from the media and the general public, but of course sold 1.5 million copies right. at $50 each in a matter of days. During this time, she also starred in Body of Evidence, Dangerous Game, and Four Rooms. Terrible, terrible, and okay. <laughs> in February 1996, Madonna began filming the musical Evita in Argentina. For a long time, she had desired to play Eva Perón and wrote to Alan Parker, who was the director, to explain why she would be perfect for the part. After securing the role, she received vocal coaching and learned about the history of Argentina. During the filming, she discovered that she was pregnant. And she was worried that it was going to ruin, not ruin everything. Oh, this baby is going to ruin everything. Um, but I she mean, had listen. concerns about listen. Uh, how Evita would play out. But everything was fine. And upon Evita's release in December of 1996, her performance received praise from film critics. Zach Connor of Time Magazine said, it's a relief to say that Evita is Pretty damn fine, well cast, and handsomely visualized. Madonna once again confounds our expectations. Uh, 
For the role, she won the Golden Globe Award for Best Actress in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. I love Evita. I love the film. I think she is splendid in it. She's really good in it. I saw it in the theater. So good. Me too. I saw it twice in the theater. I just love it so much. And if I ever have a hankering to listen to Evita, I will only listen to the film soundtrack. Nice. So take that, Patty Lapone. <laughs> so, so come on, fuck yourself, Patty <laughs> In 1997, she released Ray of Light. Now, this is my favorite Madonna album. And okay. I have to say that you can totally tell her vocals have improved so much from her Vita training. And I just, I love that so much. Uh, she subsequently starred in The Next Best Thing. Terrible. Swept Away. Terrible. <laughs> Uh, which was directed by her then-husband, Guy Ritchie. And she also released five very successful children's books. In 2008, she directed her first film called Filth and Wisdom. And she was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in her first year of eligibility. In 2011, she directed her second feature film, W.E., which is a biographical account about the affair between King Edward VIII and Wallace Simpson. Uh, Critical and commercial response to this film was negative, but she contributed the Ballad Masterpiece for the film soundtrack and won another Golden Globe for Best Original Song. Okay. Now in her 60s and still making music her way, she says that she is battling ageism as well as sexism, and it rightly infuriates her. She said that she wouldn't be getting this negative attention if she was a man, which is a valid objection and probably true. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because we don't say that about Mick Jagger. Why are you doing what you've always done? Mm -hmm. Or any of those people. Um, in August of 2020, she announced that she was working with writer Diablo Cody on a screenplay based on her life for a film that, unfortunately, she is going to direct. <laughs> uh, and that film is to star Julia Gardner from TV's Ozark as okay, Madonna. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and she said, the reason I'm doing it is a bunch of people have tried to write movies about me, but they're always men. Universal Studios tried and failed. The studio sent me a draft script, which uh, is was the most hideous, superficial crap I ever read. And the studio tapped a total misogynist to direct. Why would these people make a movie about my life? She says, there's nothing true in the script. The guy who was making it has no understanding of women, no appreciation of women, no respect for women. So I threw down the gauntlet. All right. On her 63rd birthday, she officially announced her return to Warner Music in a global partnership, which grants the label her entire record music catalog. Under the contract, Madonna launched a series of catalog reissues beginning in this year, 2022, to commemorate the 40th anniversary of her recording career. And uh, that will all start with the release of the remix album, Finally Enough Love, 50 Number Ones, which is due to be released on June 24th. Ooh. I know. I'm very excited for that. So that's our girl Madonna in a painfully large nutshell. (laughs) So uh, we want what it's me, right? What did I watch? What did you watch? I, Oh, I watched. Who's that girl? You did. Um, I think you 
didn't like it. I did not. It was real dumb. Mm. Uh, you liked it. I love it. You love it. I look, I totally acknowledge it is not a good film. Sure. Uh, and I can, but I can see how you would like it, but I do love it. I also have a very fond memory of seeing it at the cinema. Ah, uh, with friend of the podcast, Gretchen. Ah, and we still, to this day say freight train, freight train, freight train. <laughs> so yes. But uh, tell me, tell me about it. So the first note I have is, oh, well, hold on. If you don't know desperately, nope. Who's that girl? Uh, it is, uh, this I think is so funny. It's a 1987 American screwball comedy. Would we call it a screw? Okay. Uh, directed by James Foley and written by Andrew Smith and Ken Finkelman. It stars Madonna and Griffin Dunn. Can we just talk a moment about Griffin Dunn? Yeah, please. I was taken by surprise Why? with how attractive I found this man. Ah, okay. Okay. Jesus, Mary and Joseph <laughs> in a handbasket <laughs> atop a wedding cake. I don't know. <laughs> so, God, I was like, yeah, I can see it. I can see. Yes. Yes, please. Thank you so much. Um, he is the brother of Dominique Dunn. I just told Joe that yesterday morning, I think. Who was in Poltergeist and who was murdered by her ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> This movie depicts the story of street smart girl who is falsely accused of murdering her boyfriend and sent to jail. After release, she meets a man uh, supposed to make sure she gets on a bus back to Philadelphia and convinces him to help her catch those responsible for her confinement. While searching for the embezzler, they fall in love with each other. So my first note is there's no way someone would look that good after four years in prison. Um, (laughs) And that's 100% true. Like they do this thing. It's a very eighties thing where they, they did. Here's how we'll make her look quote unquote ugly. She'll have makeup on, but it'll be neutral tones. And so (laughs) she has that late uh, eighties, early nineties, like taupe lipstick on. And when they hand her back her belongings, of course she has the tube of red lipstick that everyone makes a comment about in this. She's like, Oh yeah, it's my signature look. And she puts it on over the taupe lipstick (laughs) because they believed that we would be fooled into thinking that those were her nat that that was her natural lip color which is no one's color is the lip is the color of a fake butter tin it's so i was like it, it's the equivalent of like the the ugly girl taking off her glasses and letting her this hair down beautiful. Was, like, oh my God, how did i ever say that before? like what the f- what are you who are you kidding here and then my next note and listen i didn't fast forward a thing I didn't skip over anything. I was paying attention and it says I've not fast forwarded, but I feel like I missed something. (laughs) Yes. I realized uh, probably about three quarters of the way in. It reminded me of the long kiss. Good night. And that I had no idea what the plot was. Yes. I was like, also the timeline of this movie. Does this take place in one day? Two days. I think it's, I think it's two days. So, so this guy, Griffin Dunn's going to get married, right? He's going to get married to the boss's daughter. Okay. 
So he's got all these things to do for the wedding. But so it's the day before the wedding. And listen, I get it. It's the 80s and he's a dude, but he's working. And also he's got like 50,000 errands that have nothing to do with the wedding. And then the wedding is just the next day. And in the morning of the wedding, he's just out just like it's a normal day. You're getting married today, sir. What is it? So the timeline was very confusing to me, but I swear to God, I was sitting here watching it. And I went, hold on, hold on a second. <laughs> There's a lot of story and character development missing from this film. I don't know what's happening. I think a lot of it too, is that all of the exposition happens over the opening credits in cartoon form. Yes. So if you're not paying attention, all of a sudden you're, it's like four years later and you're like, oh, wait a minute. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and usually I was just getting ready to fast forward over the credits because I, I can't cartoon credits. I can't do it. And then I was like, oh, there's a story happening here. Okay. This is like the opening credits to the nanny. Like you got to pay attention or you don't know where <laughs> Fran Fine came from. Um, and uh, then it said four years later and I went, well, thank God I watched those <laughs> the fucking opening credits. Um, but yeah, four years later, here she is. She's gorgeous. Someone's colored her hair platinum the whole time prison the whole time there's no roots no roots no roots eyebrows they don't need plucked no they're great uh but you guys you can tell she's been in prison because she has a taupe lip so which i if you look at my vanity right now i'm sure i have that color that i would wear on purpose as a lipstick not to try to uh convince people that i was not wearing makeup so dumb um the only this is the last note i have because after this i stopped taking notes i was just like what is that there's a cat now and there's what's happening um they bust in on his fiance's shower and she says the line what are you doing at my bed and kitchen shower? Yes. And I was like, I'm sorry. I've been married twice and I've never heard <laughs> of a specific bed and kitchen shower. I just thought there was a wedding shower. So there's different showers for different rooms. Maybe in the eighties. What are you doing? And she says, and I quote, what are you doing here at my bed and kitchen? shower?" <laughs> And I just thought it was so funny. Um, I love the running bit about, oh, so-and-so, the fiance's name. Uh, I've had her in my cab before. Yeah, oh my so-and-so God. So-and-so took a cab. No, I, I said I've had her in my cab. <laughs> I loved how he just slowly finds out that his fiance is a slut. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's nothing like sex shaming. Oh, slut shaming. Oh, my God. Um. And uh, the one bridesmaid, because there's a through line, the bridesmaids get kidnapped at one point. Listen, a lot is happening, okay? There's an exotic cat that they have to get to a person. Um, This species is extinct. There's only four of them left. So this guy thinks, perfect, there's only four. I'll quote unquote, save one to save the species. And they're going to live on the, the outdoor balcony of my new york penthouse because that's how conversations conservation starts is at home which he's turned into a rainforest with by the way there's a woman in this rainforest (laughs) right which we don't ever remark upon don't know so there's all these animals and you're like okay well i guess i can 
get all right weird not how you would save these animals but okay and then all of a sudden there's a woman it's supposed to be like a, an aboriginal woman yeah she's dressed kind of like woman? a cave woman maybe or something and, and, and i was like that's weird and what why does she live in this pseudo rainforest on this old guy's rooftop balcony i don't understand and there's no man so you're just keeping her there by herself. Not <laughs> to be- also like stunningly beautiful, like Madonna and, coming out of jail. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yes. And also a warrior. Apparently she has a spear. And we're like, who is she fighting? <laughs> I don't What's happening. Um, <laughs> so strange. Uh, so then they, uh, they, so yeah, they have this cat, which Madonna, you know that old trope of oh the crazy girl who makes everybody else better (laughs) i hate that fucking trope but this is that trope to the point where she is like a dr doolittle with this cat this cat (laughs) immediately trusts her and they understand each other she's named murray uh they understand each other and she can call murray um also griffin all these things are happening the car is vandalized all these things he is incredibly calm for all of the stuff going on. And I don't know if that comes with good looks. I don't know if you're just so good looking that everything is just like, it doesn't matter because I'm beautiful. And so we will get through this. I don't know if that's what's happening, but his character is very calm through the whole thing. Um, it was fun, but it wasn't, it, um, it was fun. I have a lot of questions um, <laughs> that I don't even know that I need the answers to. I don't think it'll change anything, but uh, yeah, that's who's there. That's Oh, they end up together in the end, obviously. Of course. Uh, I love that his name, his name is in the film is Loudon. And I love when he's in the hospital and she tells the nurse that his name is Loudon clear. I love that. <laughs> um, it was just fun. I haven't seen this in so long, but it's just, was so fun just how much it came back to me like oh this is the part where this is going to happen that was fun to do um yeah i just love it i it again it is not a good film yep. never seen it i just adore it i think she's funny in it um it's interesting with her because like i feel like she is talented yeah. i just feel like she gets in her way yes most of the time i think she, she takes gets- herself too seriously like 98% of the time Yes, I think. Yes. Yes. I think she take what I get from her. The vibe that I get is she's she takes herself so seriously that then she doubts herself. Yeah. And then just makes terrible, terrible films. Right. When she could just if she just let herself be and did it. So I think maybe that's why she's so good in Evita, because Evita was really about. I'm in this because I'm a singer. You know what I mean? And so it was kind of like, that's why people are seeing this because I, I can uh, sing these songs. It, and so it, it yeah. gave her the confidence to just be there. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And then a league of their own. She was, I think a league of their own. It was probably kind of like, well, there's so many people here. No one's paying attention to me and they're exactly. all so much better than me. So she, I'm just going to yeah. do my thing. And she didn't have to carry the film. Right. And so she just had fun. And so she was good. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Cause when you watch, cause like I said, I watched Truth or Dare and I watched it. I was so fascinated. I'm like, she is so, she's an onion. 
she's she is just compl- she is a complicated person. I've never seen someone such low self-esteem and at the same time so egotistical. Yeah. It was it was um and Warren Beatty's in it. It's so weird. Yeah. Kevin it's Costner. Just so str- Kevin Costner. <laughs> Your show was neat. neat. <laughs> she's like, oh God, this guy. Anyone who calls my show neat, they can get the fuck out of here. Your show's neat. Kevin Co- please, Kevin Costner, go. Where's Whitney Houston? Go find her. I don't know what you need to do, but get out. Um, so it's cute. It's cute. Griffin Dunn is nice to look at, which I found very surprising to myself. That's it. Yeah. How many stars? Out of five. Um, I'm going to give it two and a half. Okay. Yeah. I'd go go a solid three. Okay. I, yeah, I can get behind that. Um, Also, I just remembered this when I was in college, because I went to Oakland university, which is in Rochester Hills. So we knew where her family home was and we would just go (laughs) drive down the street and there it is. Oh my goodness. There's her house. There's Madonna's house. So it's interesting watching this film with the film that I chose, which was Desperately Seeking Susan. Yeah. Just because they both were filmed in New York. There just were a lot of similarities, like with the cars and stuff. Like someone would drive a nice car into like a quote unquote bad neighborhood. And then all the people milling around would just gravitate towards the car. Right. Because that's what people do. Exactly. Like they've never seen that. Like, okay. Okay. Or like in, in, in who's that girl when they're like just putting graffiti on this car and they're not phased by the fact that the owner walks up right, and they're exactly. just like, get out of here. Like, no, <laughs> what do you, stop it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Get out of here. Get, are you on the level? <laughs> uh, so Desperately Seeking Susan um, was directed by Susan Seidelman. Ooh. And I know, and it was released on April 12th, 1985. Uh, and if you don't know Desperately Seeking Susan, it tells the story of a bored New Jersey suburban housewife and her fascination with a free-spirited woman who has, she has read about in the personal columns, and it leads her to being mistaken for the woman herself. Now, I'm about to say some very 80s words here, starting with oh. Rosanna Arquette, uh, who stars as uh, Roberta who is uh-huh. the woman who is fascinated with the other 80s term, the personal ads. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. And uh, so she is uh, the wife of the hot tub king of something, New Jersey? Is it all of New Jersey? Yes. And uh, so she starts reading these personal ads between this woman named Susan and her boyfriend, and they're going to be in New York City, so she takes it upon herself to go spy on them and then ends up with uh, getting hit in the head, amnesia, mistaken identity, et cetera, et cetera. Hilarity ensues. Yes. Hilarity ensues. Um, But this is another case. I think where Madonna is real, real good. Yeah, I think she's good. It's, it's not, she's actually not in that much of it per se when you she's think not. of the movie and you haven't seen it you think oh you know she's going to be all up in it and it's really it's uh it's Arquette who's in it yep and I think I I, I can see where this movie gave us the false hope that she was going to be a movie star though Madonna 
Because you can see this, which is billed as her film debut, because we, at the time, a certain sacrifice had not surfaced yet. Um, but you can watch this and be like, yeah, she's she's real natural on film. Yeah. And little did we know. Oh, boy. Uh, but what I find interesting about Desperately Seeking Susan uh, are a couple of things. Just how much it was respected at the time. Uh, Rosanna Arquette won the BAFTA award for best supporting actress that year. I know that's so weird to me. I know. And she was nominated for a golden globe, which makes more sense, I guess. Uh, and the film was nominated for a French Caesar award for best foreign film. That's real weird. It is weird. And then do you remember that, uh, part where Madonna, she's going in to the newspaper office to place the personal ad. And there are those triplets standing outside. Yes, I put in my notes. Oh, my God, are those those triplets? It is. Those are the three guys that were the subject of that documentary, Three Identical Strangers. Oh, my goodness. I saw that. that. I was like, that's them. I know it is. I know. It's so weird. And Susan Seidelman just saw them standing outside the uh, newspaper office when they were about to film. And she was she just put them in like on the spot. That's hilarious. Uh, the magic club scenes in this movie were filmed at the Audubon Ballroom in Harlem, which is where Malcolm X was assassinated. Oh, wow. I know. Uh, also, this is interesting. Camel Cigarettes withdrew a $5,000 sponsorship because of the scene in which Aiden Quinn tells uh, Rosanna Arquette that she should stop smoking. <laughs> oh, wow. Isn't that funny? Hilarious. And then, of course, the film was developed into a stage musical. That premiered in London in 2007, uh, which for some reason features the music of Blondie. Because that makes sense. Yep. And uh, and so that is that. I like Desperately Seeking Susan. Also features baby Laurie Metcalf. I mean, seriously. What um, hasn't she done? I also love when uh, Roberta sees her husband's commercial on the Spanish network. Mm-hmm. And the, those ladies in the bikinis are like, hola, Gary. And he's like, oh, no, muchachos. So bad. <sighs> but I think it's fun. I think it's a fun uh, movie. It is fun. And I think I, I love Madonna's look the most in this. Mm-hmm. If we're being I always loved that jacket and the boots that she trades the jackets for. Mm-hmm. I think one of the funniest things to me is they do the film, the part where she is at the nightclub and Gary is there and they dance at the nightclub. Mm-hmm. That is actually Danceteria. And the funniest thing to me is we have all of those new wave punks dancing to Madonna in the club, which would never happen. No, absolutely not. Because they're dancing to Into the Groove. I also really remember the video for Into the Groove because it's just clips of the movie. Mm. But the whole thing starts off with her saying, good going, stranger. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was cute. It was technically better than Who's That Girl, but it was a little boring. Yeah, I wish it was a little bit shorter. Yeah, it was just like, okay, I don't care really. Yeah, it was it was cute. It was okay. It was all right. I would say I would give it a two, I would give it a two and a half as well. I gave it three. Yeah. Yeah. But did you watch the other thing? Did you have time? 
What other thing? Dick Tracy. Uh, no, I didn't <gasps> watch it. Did you watch it? Yes, I did. Oh. oh my God. I forgot how much I love this movie. I love this movie. I love it. I love it. I love oh. it. And she is amazing as breathless. I, it was almost my official pick, but then I didn't do it. Oh, she is so good as breathless. Um, and the soundtrack. Holy shit. And as you said to me, uh, Kathy Bates is in it for a second. Uh, Just for a second, you said? Yeah, she Uh, uh, she's a stenographer and uh, Dick Tracy is uh, interviewing a character named Mumbles. Played by Dustin Hoffman. Oh, right. Because everyone in the world is in this movie, apparently. Oh, actually. Oddly enough, uh, Laurie Metcalf isn't. Um, <laughs> uh, and he, his name is Mumbles. And uh, Dick Tracy says she's the stenographer, and he says to her, "Did you get all that?" And she just goes, "Get all what?" It's and but it's she's Kathy Bates, so she says it perfectly, and I love her. Um, it's just a great movie, and she's so gorgeous in it, and the singing she's great, and the soundtrack, holy shit, is is just balls to the ball. Yeah. I need to rewatch it. It's been too long. Yeah, you must. It's so, 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 so good. So good. Well, that's Madonna. Yeah. That is Madonna. That is all of her. All of Madonna. Um, and I pick the we pod. Yeah. No, I don't. You do. Um, so I'm going to stick with my classic lady summer. Okay. And I want us to do Debbie Reynolds. (gasps) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So come back next week. Another full fledged lady, Debbie Reynolds. Debbie Reynolds. Yes. So, all right, folks. Well, thanks for checking in. We will talk to you next week. Hey, uh, send us an email. All right. Uh, threefunnyladies at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on the Instagrams. Uh, Three Funny Ladies, a podcast. That's right. Okay. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Um, bye.